Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry. And Arizona basketball, the women haven't played in a little while. They had uh, some COVID games canceled or postponed or whatever. The men's team is coming off a pretty, pretty nice win over Wyoming. Uh, the number 11-ranked Arizona men's basketball team is gunning for a top 10 spot. We're going to start with that, Brett, of course. We're going to get into some football, Arizona football. We have an amazing interview coming up later in the show with a very famous Recruiter who doesn't want to be known as a recruiter for the Arizona football program. Oh, this is going to be a good show today, Brett. I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. But but we'll start with basketball there because I, we had we did our season preview. We talked about this Arizona men's basketball team. We always had that best-case scenario, this is what happens, right? Like, if this goes right, if this goes right, then they could be this good. And those things are going right, and they are this good. Yeah, I if you if you drew up what's the best case scenario outcome that was within reason, I think that's what you've seen so far. Um, to almost almost to a man down, you know, one through ten in the roster, in in my opinion, uh, and they've they've they they their schedule hasn't had been a gauntlet yet, and it's no. about to become so in the next couple couple weeks. It's uh, not to say they haven't been tested. Wyoming was one of the twelve undefeated teams as of last night, and now is no longer undefeated. Um, you know, Michigan was has has struggled a little bit. Maybe Arizona broke them a little bit. Um, but, you know, so far, uh, Christian Coloco is achieving status as God King. Kirk Carissa has eliminated all questions about uh, about his ability to play point guard, maybe first and foremost. And and last and the last game against Wyoming, um, you know, I, I think I tweeted out R.I.P. to the narrative that. Uh, Kirk Carissa can't shoot threes uh, as he was pretty locked on in that game and helped blow the blow the doors off early against Wyoming. But yeah, you know, to a man, I think everybody's living up to expectations. And Ben Matherin is now a weekly is soon to be a weekly segment leading off sports center with his human highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned like the one thing you could look at for Arizona is their schedule has not been that daunting. Like they're, they're killing it in every single metric, right? Ken Palm and just every metric that's out there, they are one of the top 10 teams in college basketball. And you could look and say, yeah, the schedule hasn't been great. And yeah, Wyoming was undefeated, but they are a step below what should be, you know, the best teams and then power five teams like Arizona. But Arizona beat them 94-65, and it wasn't even that close. Um, and the, the thing that you look at, too, like Arizona, when the best Arizona teams we've seen do this to teams that are lesser. 
Like, these are not teams that should be able to compete with Arizona, and they haven't. And we could say, like, yeah, wait till they play better teams. You know, Illinois this weekend at Illinois, that's a good team. That's a tough game. And then you get UCLA coming up at USC as well. At ASU, that doesn't seem as daunting anymore. You know, like, all that, that's true, and depending on how they fare in the very near future, we'll still learn a lot more. But you, it's hard not to watch this team, even with the schedule they played, and say, wow. Because I texted you before, I think they were playing Oregon State. And it was not a total blowout the entire game, but Arizona turned it on like the best Arizona teams have done. And I'm like, yeah, at worst, this team plays with its food. And, huh? Like, they're going to devour it eventually. But they're like, yeah, okay. And they can do that. And they may not be able to do that against Illinois. They may not be able to do that against UCLA or USC. But they have that ability that they're just so good, so versatile in that, like they seem unstoppable offensively. Well, for, for a young team, they are uh, to appeal to the youths that listen to us, Adam. They are dripping with swag uh, right now. You know their confidence is. Got, with- we have a great interview coming up later. Stick with us after that, please. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Now their 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 confidence has built every game. They came into the season, I think. Uh, you know there wasn't. They were unranked. There wasn't crazy high expectations and i think they had more faith in in themselves than than the national media or even some of the local media maybe i know i know we thought that there was the potential for something like this but you know it's a kind of a show me situation right Love it. yeah and with and with each game they're passing the test and with each game they're getting more confident and i think when you get that much confidence against wyoming who's a decent team but a team that arizona should beat at home that's how it becomes a blowout and that's how it becomes you know it's it's strong loot era vibes in mm-hmm. terms of the style of play the sheer blowouts these kind of blowouts aren't that common anymore in the age age of parody of college basketball right um so it's 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 there's nothing but positivity so far um i mean i'm actually the the concern that i've had the most of i've even seen some flashes in the wyoming game that were uh, intriguing of umar balo and christian coloco actually having some dump the ball into the post and get some get some points off of post moves. I'm still not sold on them against somebody. Oh, I don't know. Like Kobe Cockburn at Illinois. Um, who's going to, it's going to be a fascinating matchup to watch coming up. And I'm really curious to see how the general vibe and confidence of this team happens. Once somebody takes, takes a swing and lands a punch against them. Cause they really haven't seen that this year. And that's where I think having a cocky little, SOB like Kirk Carissa, who I love to death, you know, I've, I've bemoaned the lack of a dog, you know, in the metaphorical term on the, on Arizona's roster. Or in the literal term too. Dogs are great. Well, fair enough. But, uh, air bud was terrific. (laughs) Again, keep listening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, please, you know, like Kirk Carissa, when he's the guy that's got the ball in his hands, um, and, there's there, that guy is even when he's one for nine, he's not lacking for confidence. No, and there's a and calmness that, that, to him, too. And it rubs off. Yeah. Well, one thing a friend of mine mentioned this to me today. We're recording this on a Thursday the 9th, by the way. But mentioned that this is what happens when a team like we've forgotten what it's like to have sophomores. Key guys who are I mean, and, and like because we say this is a young team. and It's really for Arizona standards. It's not. Like, their main rotation, yeah, there's certain guys like Kirk Carissa hasn't played a lot at the college level. Umar Balo hasn't played a lot at the college level. But everyone else has played a season, two. Justin Kyers, a veteran. 
you know, Umar Ballo has been with Gonzaga for a little bit. Pal Larson played a lot for Utah last season. Of course, Matherin, Tubelis, Coloco played quite a bit for Arizona. Dalen Terry, too. Like, this is, and Kim Aiken, he's out for personal reasons right now, but he's an experienced player as well. That's Arizona's main lineup, guys who have played before at this level. And, you know, they had that year grant. A lot of these guys were that year in the Shun West. Like, they're new to this system. And some of them, like Pella Larson, like Justin Kyra, are new to this program. But there's experience on this team. There's growth from that freshman to the sophomore year for key guys, which we haven't seen in Tucson in so long. You know, like we've seen guys become go from freshman to sophomore, yes, but it's, not, it's rarely been their best players, guys who were not only just starters, but people that they were going to rely on. And that's why we, going into the season, we had that thought, like, well, if they take that jump, that this, this, in, this theoretical jump that we've heard about or we remember faintly from back in the day, what could they become? And... They've done it, a lot of these guys, but even more than that, they've done it together, and there's such a cohesion to this team. Like, there was one of the, I think, Arizona Daily Star photographers took a picture of a Ben Matherin dunk against Wyoming, and there were, like, three, well, Matherin was dunking. Three of his teammates were jumping up in the air. Dale and Terry, I think, right next to him. Just they're having so much fun together. And, yeah, it's, winning is fun. When they run into some adversity, when they're struggling in a game, when they lose, those things can change. But you watch this team, it's just so well put together, and the players are all bought in and to not only the system but to each other. And they pass. Like, Ben Matherin is not just a shooter. Like, he rebounds. He's playing defense. He's passing the ball. Like, they're working so well together. It's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah, really good points, Adam. And I, I think of two guys that, you know, took that, traditional sophomore leap dale and terry was the guy that we were counting on making a big leap and he has even if he's not you know scoring a ton of points boy he's impacting the game in a lot of ways filling up the stat sheets with blocks assists rebounds he's helping make things go right he's he looks like he's having fun doing it yeah and and he's an unselfish player which helps but even even a guy like ben matherin who was already a great uh you know freshman season seems to have made a leap in his sophomore season and even in that game where he's pushing a career high, there were numerous opportunities where he could have just taken another three or two just to try to, you know, he's feeling it. He wants to be, you know, he wants to maybe get a career high and he's making the extra pass and trying to keep mm-hmm. people involved and still active on defense and, you know, offensive rebounding. And it's, it's, it's a really exciting and fun team to watch. And I think the thing that also, the thing that is less observable in my opinion, other than the big blocks uh, Arizona's a pretty darn good team defensive team. Oh, yeah. Well, the length um, and the athleticism they have, like this is a strong, long, and athletic team, and they're playing hard on that end of the floor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kirk Carissa is a pest. Ben Matherin is an elite lottery-type talent athlete. Dalen Terry has more length than Matherin and is super athletic, and you know he can be a lockdown defender that we maybe haven't seen in a few years. Uh, and that's not even going into, you know, Christian Coloco has finally taken that leap as a as a super elite shot blocker where I'm not sure if he's going to he might get a triple double with blocks as the third stat in the in the not so distant future. Right. Um, It's 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 fun and it's very pleasing when a plan all comes together, Adam. Uh, But, you know, there's going to come a point uh, at which somebody's going to land a punch on them in a game and young confidence can get tossed asunder quickly if somebody lands a punch. I'm going to, I'm curious to see how they react. Uh, you know, maybe it's Saturday in, in Illinois and Champaign. Uh, it's going to be a hostile crowd. It's a talented team. You know, there's a couple of tough matchups after that. 
but boy, if they if they can withstand some of those battles and 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 maintain their confidence and and their focus on what they're trying to do and playing for each other, boy, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, well, the closest they've come to taking a punch really this season so far is probably Wichita State. And, of course, that was a neutral-ish environment, and they're better than Wichita State. That game ended up going to overtime. Arizona was up big. They coughed up the lead and then ran away with it in overtime. Other than that, I'm looking at their uh, schedule on the ArizonaWildcats.com, their site. And other than the Wichita State, you know the next closest game on the schedule, points-wise? Which one? The red-blue game. (laughs) And that was a 14-point difference in that one. It's... it's, it's Arizona's only loss, Adam. No, it's it's easy <laughs> to be a fan right now. It's easy to be excited, and of course, they're going to. There's going to be games where they struggle, but even when they do, like maybe they lose at Illinois, like depending on how it happens. But none of this, like we've seen enough, I believe, up to this point with this team to know that they're for real. You know, their eight and zero start is not a mirage. It's not a product of their schedule. Like winning every game by thirty, that might be somewhat of the product of their schedule. But we've seen Arizona teams that were good beat those teams by ten, fifteen you know, struggle a little bit, not just be so dominant. And the way Arizona's dominant is ways that, like, their defense should be good. They're not, they're not going to get any shorter when they play Illinois. They're not going to get any, you know, not less long. Their athleticism is not going to disappear. The shooting will come and go. Like, they made a lot of the threes early on against Wyoming. That's a big part of it. But the things that Arizona does well should travel, and they should be somewhat consistent. And it's – is Arizona men's basketball back? At least for this year, Yes. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's it's this team is legit. The real question is when it gets to against the elite teams, are how are they still able to maintain that and push through in some of those challenges? I think the Illinois game is going to be a really good test of that, a really good barometer of where this team is at. Um, Kofi Cockburn is going to be unlike any big man that we've seen so far. I, he's better than. Uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name from Michigan. That doesn't matter. Coloco, Coloco took his name from him. It, it yeah. doesn't have it anymore. I mean, he's a generic tall guy who played basketball <laughs> against Arizona in Vegas. Um, you know, Cockburn's like a legit seven footer who's also 285 pounds. So, you know, he might he might not have faced anybody that has Christian Coloco's length and skill set. And then when he needs a, a a breather, you know, you can throw Omar Ballo in there. Or thick with two C's, as you like to call him, Adam. Yeah, I never called him that. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it because <laughs> he is, and he's looked. But to, he's looked better than I think anticipated. Now, Grant, that might be somewhat of a product of playing against smaller guys. But most guys are going to be smaller than Umar Balo, and he's got great touch at the free throw line, which impresses me for a guy that size. And he looks more polished, or at least more ready to play this season than I imagine a lot of Arizona fans expected. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a real test with this game because Illinois, is, you know, they're they're legit too. They have Alfonso Plummer, who I think transferred from Utah, who's been you know shooting the lights out. Um, it, it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, it'll be a great great tune up to to see where we're gonna be as we start to head into those tough matchups because I think UCLA is and USC are right around the corner on the schedule too. Early mm-hmm. in Pac-12 play. Yeah, yeah. So. Arizona men's basketball going to Illinois. That game is Saturday afternoon. I believe it's 3 o'clock Arizona time. Game's on Fox, so it's a national game. And there's going to be a lot of people probably tuning in to see. Like, we know they're for real. Even if Arizona loses this game, they're for real. But watch them win, <laughs> you know, because they, they are that good. Like, them, this is the type of game where 
you can go in. Like, I think they're like maybe a one and a half, two point underdog. And that's because like, there's probably still some doubt in Arizona. Can they travel and win in a hostile environment? They haven't really had to do that. I mean, Oregon State, not really. You know, it's a tough environment, but not because it's particularly hostile. But, yeah, that should be a fun game. Of course, Arizona women's basketball team, they're finally getting back on the court, too. They've had a long layoff because of that COVID stuff. They're, they're great. Arizona, again, the program with two undefeated basketball teams. A lot of fun for Arizona basketball. Um, Brett, let's get, we're going to take a break, and we come back. You know, Jed Fish has been lauded for his recruiting for Arizona, but there might be one person who's outdone the Arizona coach, and we're going to talk to her. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Wildcat Radio 2.0. And as promised, we are so excited to be joined by, on Twitter, you know her as Spam and Eggs, Miss Feep, Winona Fafita. <laughs> Welcome to Wildcat Radio 2.0. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Now, so for funny. I imagine every Arizona fan knows you on Twitter because... I guess from Arizona fans' perspective, you have been, you know, Jed Fish has been a good recruiter, but you've been the secret weapon recruiter. Is that seems, you know, <laughs> was that something you planned? I mean, how did that come to be? You know, I, I hate that you call it recruiting because I feel like I'm just being that creeper aunt or creeper mom that Noah is so embarrassed of. And I feel like I can get away with a lot of stuff, you know, because, you know, I'm a mom. I don't have to follow whatever NCAA rules they have. And I think it started with, um, I was trying to piss off Shawnee, who's <laughs> Team X mom. I did, um, when Noah was first offered by Arizona, they came out with this graphic with Noah, Team X, and Kian. And I think I photoshopped our faces on it yep, to be like, that. hey, <laughs> let's all be roomies. And I think it kind of snowballed from there. And I, it pissed off Shawnee because, you know, <laughs> she's like her face out there. So I just kept doing it. <laughs> and then apparently now there's a following for it. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's it's. I think it's fun for Arizona fans who are excited that your son is committed to the Arizona program and and has a lot of Juice County coming with him. You know, I think we're all hoping for a little bit more Juice County coming. Um, you know, I, I'd love to get your perspective. Um, you know, Adam mentioned that Jed Fish has come in and been a pretty good recruiter. I'd I'd love to kind of hear your your perspective as the mother of a of a highly touted quarterback. You know, hope, hopefully the quarterback of the future for Arizona. Uh, what's it like going through the recruiting process and, and what made you and your, your family decide Arizona was the best fit? Um, you know, to be honest, they don't really include me in a lot of football stuff. So I wasn't even really, for me, football was just something that we could do as a family every weekend, something my kids love to do. And then as we went on to high school, you know, they got pretty competitive and 
I'm like, okay, Noah, this is your way of doing something you love and getting a free college education. So when Arizona came into play, it's so embarrassing, but I didn't even know what a power five school was. (laughs) (laughs) um, They told me, I was just like, oh, cool. You got a scholarship from Arizona. So less, my husband was like, you know, they're really good coaches, great resume, and they're super loyal to Noah because I guess they didn't offer any other 2022 after Noah committed. So I was just like going with the flow. They were sending letters, handwritten letters, which were so sweet. But, you know, I still wasn't bought into it. So, so Noah committed, I think, a couple of days before Easter Sunday. And I was following him. He FaceTimed the coaches, Jimmy, Brennan, and Fish. And they were just so sincere about how excited they were to have him. They're just, like, such genuine people. You know, Noah's not the prototypical QB. He's not very tall. And for them to have that kind of resume that they have professionally and in college football, I thought that it was super sweet that they saw past that eye test and just saw Noah for who he really was. So for them to still show him that love after we've committed and then for their wives to embrace us during our visit, it was just a done deal. And then yeah. now we just got to get team back on. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the funny thing, because obviously the Juice County thing Brett mentioned, you know, we got Noah's coming to town, Keon's coming to town, uh, Jacob Manu I know is coming to town too, and it seems like there's yeah. that focus, and obviously all the coaches wanted T-Mac, and, you know, I guess that's the weird thing about recruiting is, like, you know, he, Arizona was in his final three from what we knew. He committed to Oregon, and that's awesome, right? Like, I know you'd love to see right. him in Arizona, but, you know, you're being that, that auntie. You're just, you want him to be happy and have a successful career. But what's that like kind of playing that role? Because like you said, you can maybe get away with a little more than some coaches could because you are just a mom (laughs) trying to help out your son, but kind of taking that track of, okay, like if this is a way I can help Noah, if this is a way I can help, you know, have his best friend get to Tucson with him, like you're doing what you can. You're so right. But, oh gosh, this is so embarrassing. So I told you I don't know anything about football, right? I'm like, I'm the worst football mom. So people are like telling me, Team actually go to Arizona because Oregon doesn't throw the ball, or they're giving me all these football stats <laughs> that I don't understand. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, Mac, let me play the best friend card because you guys are best friends. They're the same exact person. So I'm playing it from that angle. So far, I think it's working, but I don't know. I mean that that seems I to align with the. That seems to align with the it's personal approach that Jed Fish has taken on as a, as a kind of theme for the Arizona football program. Would you say that's a, a fair framing? Definitely. Yeah. Fish is, it's all about culture. And I, the way these players play for Fish and his staff, even though, you know, they've been losing and everything, the way the players still continue to play with that coaching staff, it's amazing. So you can already see the difference. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited to be part of that next year. But that's, <laughs> you said Noah's kind of embarrassed by what you've been doing. I mean, like I said, Arizona fans have loved every minute of every tweet you have. I think people hang on your Twitter account, like, oh, what's she going to do next? Because you've had the Photoshopped images. You have the comments here and there. And that perspective so that you bring to it, not being a football person, but being just a mom who's having fun, maybe at a little bit of her kid's embarrassment at his expense too, but knowing it's all coming from the right place. And I imagine Noah knows that T-Mac knows that everyone understands that you just care about these kids. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I think that's the only reason Noah's letting me slide, but yeah, he, he's so mad. He hates it. He's like, mom, can you take that off? Especially the fun facts. He hates the fun facts that I post. But I'm like, okay, as soon as T-Max in, I'm done. 
So. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I, what do I have? What six days, seven days? Yeah, like the <laughs> early signing period is like a week from now, a little bit less than a week. So that's that's it. If you can, that's the finish line for you right there. If T Mac, it, it is a finish line. Oh, uh, okay. Are you looking six forward days. to that finish line? Like, are you like, I just can't wait to be done with this and go back to just being Winona and not have to be Miss Fifa anymore? <laughs> or how, how are it you hoping so for this? Yeah. You know, I never lost him. Even after he had committed to Oregon, I was like, no, that's not real. It's just weird. No. <laughs> He's not going there. I have so much faith that they're going to go together, honestly. I, I appreciate the positivity and speaking it into existence and your incessant auntie teasing of him online um but i i think i think adam and i can both uh I, we speak for most arizona fans where we want him to have the best success the best success he can have regardless but we also hope it's arizona um <laughs> you know when it comes to your son he, i i believe he's uh he's planning to enroll early are you are you as a uh, as the as the football mom and auntie to so many of the juice county uh guys are you prepared to be empty nesters with him enrolling in january We'll be there in January. We'll be there every month. It's what an hour flight, a five-hour drive from home. Yeah, so sounds right. We'll be in Arizona a lot. I feel like we saw the little kid, not little. He's going to high school next year, so we're not really empty so nesters. So, so not full empty kid going to college. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll be crying throughout January. Then <laughs> we'll go from there. Gotcha. What, what's that like, though, knowing that like he is going to be only an hour or so away and you obviously trust this coaching staff to take care of your boy, but you know, he's going to be in college now and trying to be a starting quarterback for a Power 5 school, which I know you've learned a little bit more about Power since he was committed. Like, what's that like? <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like it hasn't settled in yet. I feel like it'll hit me when it happens. He's very, very excited about it, and Noah's very independent. Okay, he'll hate that I say this, but he's a mama's boy. So, um, he's going to miss me. He won't say it, but he's going to miss all the little things that I do for him. So, I'm always like, hey, Jade, who is um, T-Mac's girlfriend. I'm like, Jade, you should go and, you know, we can cook and road trip all the time. Because, you know, you can drive to Oregon. And we'll go with Shawnee, his T-Mac's mom, and Gina. But... We'll see. I know we'll just all be crying the whole month. Yeah, you know, as we're as we're approaching that 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 period of uh, of no coming to Tucson and signing day six days away, um, you know, it's it, I I was gonna say I, I usually tell people and tell people on the Twitter machine to not tweet at recruits. It's usually not a good look for the fans. But you're the one exception. I will say, keep tweeting at certain recruits uh, on behalf of all Arizona fans. <laughs> I, I will continue to do that. I stay out of his DMs or like I stay out of his text messages, even though I see him all the time. <laughs> I think it's just irrit- it's just to like harass him online, put a little bit of pressure publicly. Well, and that's but the, he knows where we stand. That's the fun of it too. And obviously, like you're friends with a lot of the other players who are going to Tucson with their moms and everything. They seem to enjoy your Twitter presence too. If we can give you, we're going to let you go here. But if if we could give you like one more sales pitch, like on Wildcat Radio 2.0 to for T-Mac or for anyone else who might be considering going to Arizona, what would you say to them? Um, that they should want to, to build a legacy and not ride the coattails of an organization or a team that's already established themselves. That, you know, they want to build a name for themselves and a name for a coach like Fish. It should be good. 
I like that. You know, it is, Arizona fans are excited to have your son. They're excited to have your son's friends. They're excited to have you guys being, like your family, being a part of the Arizona Wildcats because, I mean, like we said, it seems like Arizona got a commitment from Noah, but they also got a commitment from, from you. <laughs> you know, you've been as much an Arizona Wildcat, even if you're not a football person. You've been as much of an Arizona Wildcat rooting for their success and trying to help their success as much as anyone, as much as some of these coaches. So I think I can speak for all Arizona fans and even Brett here when we say thank you for everything you've done and just thank you for being enjoyable on Twitter. <laughs> like, Twitter's a place yeah, that people, people don't always have fun on Twitter, and you've made Twitter a lot more fun for a lot of us. <laughs> thank you. Well, see you guys in January. Definitely. So that is the famous Miss Fief Spam and Eggs on Twitter, Winona Fafita. Thank you for joining us on Wildcat Radio 2.0, and we look forward to having your son in Tucson. All right. Thank you. All right. That's terrific stuff. And when we come back, let's talk about that recruiting class that Miss Fafita is trying to bolster for Arizona. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back. And thanks again to Winona Fafita for joining us. That was, that was fun, Brett. She's great. No, she really is. And what's amazing about it is how... She has had this presence on social media. Arizona fans know her very well on Twitter. And, of course, a lot of her, uh, a lot of the new Arizona players' moms follow her and respond to her and all that. And she's very humble about it. Like, she is legit just having fun a little bit at her son's expense, you know, in a, in a very endearing way. And same thing for T-Mac. Like, she knows what she's doing, but it almost seems like she doesn't quite know what she's doing. <laughs> which, is, which is why it's so genuine and endearing. Um, you know, it's it's. I don't know if, if our listeners follow us on the the Twitter machine or follow you specifically, because I think it, the ask came from you. But we started quite a thread there with uh, with uh, Mrs. Feef, Mrs. Fafita and a bunch of her family and family of other recruits from Juice County. Uh, it's it's really it's really fun to see how close she is not only with her son but the other players on the team and the other families there. It's gonna it's it's really gonna make for I think a fun environment. Um, as hopefully more than three-fourths of Juice County uh, come to Tucson. Well, and she obviously cares about her son very, very much and wants what's best for him. And she's done what she has because she thinks it'd be it's best for her f- son's friends and for them to go to Tucson as well, which is, you know, she said some things about how the recruiting process worked and what she really liked about Jed Fish and that she admitted she's not a football person, but she knew a little bit about what Arizona coaches were talking about and why Noah decided to commit to Arizona. And you listen to that, you have to feel good about it, you know, because he is potentially the quarterback of the future. Now, we don't know who Arizona's quarterback is going to be next season, like between transfer port and all that. But Noah Fafita is going to come in and have a chance. And no matter what, that family loves what Arizona is offering. So she's not thinking football. But if you want to look at that, what she said from the football perspective, it just kind of validates what we've kind of seen and heard about Jed Fish and this coaching staff, the way they've gone about trying to resuscitate the program. And... Yeah, year one didn't go great. They only had the one win. But the other stuff, the off the field, the foundation for future success seems to be being laid. 
when I, I want to even call out how she talked about how sincere and heartfelt and genuine, you know, handwritten letters from the coaching staff, loyalty from the coaching staff, honesty from the coaching staff, you know, that's not necessarily the norm in college recruiting. Um, but it's, it's that kind of, that kind of trust and endorsement from the family of a, you know, a, a fairly highly regarded uh, recruit. Uh, that's something that appeals to people beyond uh, just Noah Fafita, right? Yeah. Um, to any other big names, and 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 there's a lot of players right now that are. It's six days out. We're recording on the ninth from uh, the early signing period starting, and there's a lot of guys suddenly getting reached out to and offers from places, and they're trying to know who's, you know, who's genuine, who's not. Um, it's it's a refreshing thing to hear that, and it makes me, uh, you know, pretty proud of the coaching staff and excited for. Noah and the whole Fafita family to be joining the Arizona family. Oh, absolutely. And the thing we can mention that the early signing day, there is a lot of movement out there. And obviously we talked to her in part because she's done her best to not to recruit T-Mac, but to let him know that he would be very welcome in Tucson. I imagine Jed Fish and his staff have done the same, but that's one of the players who's out there. And I, I think he's still, as of recording, still committed to Oregon. But of course, with their coach leaving, he, that might open up. And Arizona was, I don't know if they were the runner-up, to Oregon or not, or as I remember, it was like Arizona, USC, and Oregon. Um, so he he's not out there, but he's kind of out there. And as Miss Fafita said, she doesn't she doesn't believe it until he, you know, she doesn't believe that he's going to go to Oregon. She's confident he's going <laughs> to choose Arizona. And like you said, if maybe she she can speak it into existence, but also she wants what we all want for these players too. And that's just to land in the best place for them. And we're hoping that it is Arizona because you know they look at the class at Arizona and. It's it's Arizona football. Until these guys sign, then you're always going to be a little bit nervous. But Keon Burnett seems pretty committed. Sterling Lane, so far as I know, seems committed. Jonah Coleman is committed. Tyler Martin reaffirmed his commitment. The top of this class, so far, like A.J. Jones, Kyron Chambers, I know there's some stuff out there, and it's going to happen. Some of these guys, they're all going to be getting offers. I mean, Arizona's doing the same thing, trying to poach players who are committed to other schools, so you can't get mad about it. But if Arizona can hold on to the bulk of this class, especially the top of it, Maybe they sign on the 15th. That would be great. A lot of lot less gray hairs for Jed Fish and that staff. Then you could feel pretty good about what they're building this offseason. Yeah, I mean, that to your point, I think if you can not only hold together this class, but get them to hold together through the early signing period, that's actually a pretty big signal, um, you know, of where the program is heading, both internally and externally and for future recruiting classes. The people, you know, people are believing in what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I was, I was reading one of the boards where it's like, is there going to be a surprise on signing, signing day? And the, the surprise would be if there was no surprise, but it, you know, it seems like if the, if you're reading the tea leaves, right there, the coaching staff and, and the recruits are holding together pretty well as we're approaching it. You know, I feel bad for a player like T-Mac, um, you know, of course, as an Arizona fan, I want him to come here, but imagine that, that kid, you know, he's having a, have, having a stressful time where he's committed to a school and he was already having, um, you know, Mrs. Beef in his ear and them all teasing him and, you know, pressures to come to different schools and different places. And now his head coaches moved on mm -hmm. what a week out. Uh, so everybody that <laughs> complains about players decommitting know that coaches decommit to the players. Well, and that's too. the thing we have to remember. These are 17, 18 year old kids who are trying to do the best thing for their life, <laughs> you know, right. for their career. And that's up to them to decide. And you, you want what's best for them because they deserve to have what's best for them. And, Hopefully for these guys, hopefully every great player decides Arizona is the best place for them. But regardless, you know, we've seen on the recruiting trail, Jed Fish and that staff, they've been all over. 
you know, with Johnny Anson too. Like they've been all over just trying to reach out to prospective commitments, guys who haven't committed to Arizona, but maybe with other schools, but then just to reaffirm the ones they do have. And it's been all over the place. Like the Arizona guys too, some of those, those Arizona three stars that some think they shouldn't be recruiting. They've been reaffirming that. They got Jacob Reese, a lineman from Utah to go. Like they've done everything they can to hold this class together. And until they until they officially sign, like there's always a chance, but it doesn't seem like Arizona and knock on wood. Like if they lose some of these guys at the last minute, it's going to be no fault of this coaching staff. Like other than maybe if you want to argue the performance on the field wasn't good enough, but in terms of recruiting effort, it's going to be no fault of their own. Nor will will it be the fault of Winona Fafita. <laughs> I like how she doesn't want to be a recruiter. Like she doesn't. She hates that. Like being called a recruiter. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, I th- everything you said is right, Adam. And it's gonna. And with the two signing periods, it might even be more complicated with all the the coaching carousel happening. Yeah. Maybe more people decide to hold off until the second signing period. But there's a lot of these guys. I, I believe. Uh, including TMAC, were intending to be early enrollees in January. Uh, so their time frame for a decision is is tighter. And that's kind of the new norm of not just the early signing period, but early enrollees. And I know uh, Arizona's football staff seems like they want to have as many guys coming in in, in January so they're ready to play, go through the spring system, um, increase their likelihood of being ready in the, in the fall especially with, you know, the transfer portal has come for Arizona's roster and it probably will continue to come to that roster. So the more guys they get bought in, in the system early, learning the system, the better. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of 17, 18 year old guys out there that are stressing out with their families of, of making a very important decision. So, you know, <laughs> that's a, my subtle reminder to everyone to be kind out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You mentioned we can really quick. We can wrap up here. Arizona. The transit portal has come for Arizona as it comes to every program in the country. So far, Javion Carr, transport, Stacy Marshall, junior tight end, Jaden Mitchell, transfer portal. Um, has it been so bad? And a lot of these guys, it's just, they want to play Rourke Freeberg. I know transfer portal as well. I think I'm missing someone too, but Bam Smith, I saw he recently had the transfer portal. It's guys too. Some of them played for Arizona. Some of them didn't play much at all, but they all just want an opportunity to go somewhere else and get on the field. And you have to respect that. You know, it's not like these guys are leaving and saying, trying to burn the bridge as they leave. It's like, Hey, they just want to go play somewhere. And they're deciding or they're realizing it's not going to happen at Arizona, which again goes back to just let these kids do what they think is best for themselves. (laughs) Like, don't get mad about this stuff. Like be respectful because this is their life and you want them to have as much success as possible, unless they're playing against Arizona, in which case, obviously, you want them to have less success than normal. But <laughs> uh, So that happened. Um, also, Arizona got some decent news as we wrap up here with the All-Pac-12 teams. That was kind of that was kind of neat. Um, seven cats made the Pac-12 All-Conference football team. Stanley Berryhill and Kyle Ostendorp were first-teamers. Berryhill for the special teams, like an all-purpose special teams player, and Austin Dorf, of course, the punter. Arizona also had then five guys on the you know second team in honorable or honorable mention. You know, Trevon Mason, Lucas Haversick, Josh McCauley, Anthony Pandy. Like Arizona won one game, but there were some good seasons from individual players, and Barry Hill and Austin Dorp were two of the better seasons that they had, which were. Barry Hill wasn't a total surprise. Austin Dorp certainly was. Yeah, I think I think seeing so many guys on the All Pac twelve teams, including Barry Hill and Austin Dorp, and Keon kind of Harris affirm- too was the second team. Like he had an outstanding yeah. season. 
I, I think it kind of affirms what you and I would talk about all season where it's there there's improvement there, even if it's not showing up in the win loss record yet. And it's being recognized by other teams in the PAC 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stanley Berryhill. Uh, I think we expected him to be great and he was, and he's you know, entering the NFL draft. He's yeah, leaving. Good luck to leaving. him. And you know, go make that money, man. Somebody's going to get him as a gunner and they're going to be really happy with their decision. Uh, a very, he'll, he, the stats, man, I forget where he ranks now all time for Arizona. I don't think he's as high as, you know, his legend will be, but he's going to be one of the, all, he's a great wildcat. Someone who bled red and blue, went from a walk on to the team's best offensive player. By the time he left like that, something you have to appreciate. When he's a guy that may not get drafted largely just due to measurables, but he'll find but a role I'm, somewhere. I think he's going to find his way onto a roster, and I think somebody that finds him on a roster is going to say, "Hey, you know, they'll they'll view him as a special teams player, and then say maybe maybe he's he's he has a little bit more capabilities there." Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of Osendorp, you know, I that was a concern I think for us coming into the season where he did not look great last year as a scholarship in the in the in the COVID shortened season as nope. a scholarship punter. Uh, but this year, boy, night and day difference, um, you know, earned it as a first teamer. Um, makes you feel actually pretty good with him and Tyler Loop. Uh, you know, Tyler Loop, I don't think, missed a field goal all season. No, he got the short ones, but he was consistently good. And that's that's the battle. You don't expect him to make the 40-yard plus consistently. But if you're good from 40 in, yeah, if you're automatic I, I there, think, you're reliable. I think that was more a reflection of Habersick's leg and accuracy at distance. But, but I'm saying when he was say he didn't miss a yeah. field goal, he didn't have like the more challenging ones, but we've also seen college kickers every field goal attempt is a challenging one. I mean, I saw him at the at, at Pullman pregame booting him from a long way away. Yeah. Um what it's for what it's I'm, worth. I'm so just I saying just qualifying had... the statement, the stat sure, that you sure, know, sure. just putting it in context. That's all. But I, I, I agree with you. The special teams, the kickers seem to be in good shape going into next season. If, I think he was fourteen of fourteen. Fourteen of fourteen and college kicker is worth its weight in gold i don't care what the distance is <laughs> like i was saying we've seen college kickers there's no such thing as an easy field goal attempt yeah or extra um, point for that matter but yeah you know you look at osendorp and you look at loop uh and you say hey the, the specialists are in a good position going forward uh and those are the kind of things that can get you over the hump in some of those games where arizona's close uh as long as they don't make you know mistakes and shoot themselves in the foot that's how you turn some of those close losses into into close victories and it's very exciting to see them rewarded yeah definitely so Congrats to the players who were mentioned on the teams. And also, good luck to the ones who are going to the NFL, like Stanley Berryhill, and, of course, also the ones who are transferring out to try to find more playing time. Like, good luck to them, too. Um, Brad, I think I think that about does it. Obviously, the next show we'll do, we'll try to wrap up the early signing period. We'll see if there were any big surprises, good or bad. We'll go over that. And, of course, we'll talk about Arizona's game against Illinois, which is the first, I guess, the first next really big game on the schedule. Right, it's a road, it's a true road game against a good team in a hostile environment. Should be a good barometer, a good measuring stick for where Arizona is. We we know they're really good, but if they're good enough to go into Champaign and win that game, maybe avenge a certain previous Arizona men's basketball <laughs> team a little bit, then it'll just add another feather to their cap. Be like, oh yeah, they are really really good. Nope, I would imagine they'd be a top ten team, depending on how the rest of the top ten they, goes at that point. They might be top five if they beat them soundly in champagne yeah for sure so we'll talk about all that next week once again thanks to winona fafita for joining us really enjoyed the conversation with her we appreciate just her fun on twitter you know just a really delightful follow subscribe to us on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts if you're on itunes leave us a review we will read that review on the air other than that you can follow us on twitter at wildcat radio az and we'll catch you all next week and until then remember to bear down
Bear down.